Hi, it's Kate here. Welcome to the Markland Method podcast. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen. Please click like or subscribe to the entire series. Welcome to the Markland Method podcast with Kate Markland and guest Arthur Sarah Iqbal. Why do client avatars matter? How do we understand the challenges our clients are facing? And how does this change our communication? I hope you enjoy listening. Hello and welcome. Today I'm joined by the very wonderful Alpha Sarah Iqbal, who has very, very kindly given her time. And Gabriel has decided he would like to, do, to graciously join us as well. So Arthur is an expert marketer and particularly focuses on digital marketing and also um, is quite niche in understanding the words of uh, avatars and the psychology of uh, how clients purchase products and services. So that's what we're just going to have a short conversation about today. And as I mentioned earlier, this week's theme is particularly focusing on the client being the hero of the story within a clinic in terms of what they achieve rather than the clinician, because I'm very aware as clinicians sometimes in our marketing we can make it all about us, and it isn't all about us, it is all about the client. So that's what we're going to be discussing with Arthur today and getting her insights into this. So welcome Arthur, thank you very, very much for giving your time today. Hey, it's great to be here, Kay. I absolutely love speaking about avatars and, you know, biopsychology. I think it's really important and I think now more than ever, um, we have to get really hyper-focused on the client journey. Um, I think people are sort of looking for that sort of tailored approach because obviously when you're online, it's quite easy to hide behind a laptop, hide behind a computer, um, you know, send out dozens and dozens of emails into the ether. But what really counts is having that relevancy with your client. That's what really counts and that's what's really going to make the difference. Thank you, Arthur. So, Arthur, other than the film Avatar with a wonderful blue lady leaping around the forest, what does the word avatar actually mean? Because many clinicians and clinic owners, we won't know. And it was certainly new to me when you first explained it. Yeah. So an avatar, in essence, is just your ideal customer. That's it. Like, who is the most ideal customer for you? Okay. And that's going to look quite specific. So if you're a clinic owner and let's say you're doing equine, okay, you're avatar is essentially it's the horses but obviously you can't market to horses um, so what you would do is you would look at the owners of the horses and they're normally going to follow some sort of typical traits so they're going to fall within a typical age range they're going to have some sort of you know demographical information which is you know very unique to this set of people and their interests are going to be things like you know equine anything to do with horses stables you know you know all of that good stuff um, and it's really understanding what are the challenges that um, you know people who own these horses what are the challenges that they are actually going through what do they need your help for and then it's tailoring your message to ensure that your avatar is able to connect with it emotionally reason why because people buy on emotion and they justify with logic. So this is why it's really important to understand your avatar or your ideal customer, because the more you understand them, the better your messaging is going to be. The more your messaging connects with your ideal customer, the more likely they are to buy from you. So how would I go about even identifying who my ideal client is in the first place? 
So one of the first things that I always tell people to start, if you don't know where to start, is go and have a look at your existing database and go and have a look at all of their details. Are they falling in a particular age range? Do they have a, a common set of problems? You know, are they married? Are they living in a particular location? Um, you know, are they highly educated? Do they fall into a particular group for example are they high-flying executives or are they just the average person who is just looking to have a bit of back pain or neck pain fixed so it's really understanding like you know and and sort of putting people almost into buckets so oh i have like you know busy executives that's one type of person that comes to my clinic quite clinic quite a lot are expectant mums mums who are really struggling with um you know back pain you know during the pregnancy and things like that so these are the areas that i'm going to focus on these are the avatars that i'm going to sort of build out my customer journeys for that's literally i would say start there and then it's kind of like work outwards so it's like if you don't let's say you're new and you have never done anything like this before you could look at your competitor and you could look at the types of people that your competitor is actually targeting and then you can write your messaging and you can create your campaigns based on a specific ideal either that or if you again you know if you're totally brand new you could decide that i'm only going to work with you know people who have horses or i'm only going to work with people who have children okay so it's your decision um, if you're totally brand new, but if you've been in business for a while, go have a look at your database, go look at your competitors. If you have no idea where to start and social media insights are amazing. So, you know, if you've got an active social media account, it doesn't matter whether that's on Facebook or Instagram, you're going to get some sort of insights that you can actually go in the back end, go and have a look at the data. And they're going to give you like, are they predominantly female? Are they predominantly male? Um, are they falling? Like, are they young? Are they old? Are they athletic? Like, what are the defining characteristics that make that person unique? And that's what you want to focus on. And the key here is to focus on the majority. We're not focusing on like the really like 1%, 5% of your database. We're focusing on like where do the major majority of people sort of sit um, in terms of what their ideal um, sort of characteristics are. That's who you're going to focus on. And how many avatars can I expect to be finding when I go through my database? Because it would be too many to handle 100. Am I just looking for one or maybe two yeah. or three? I would say start with one. If you don't know where to start, start with one. But most businesses, especially like in, you know, clinic setting, you're probably going to have maybe three or four, five even avatars. Um, there's no right or wrong answer, but I would say that 100 would probably be too much. You want to, again, you want to focus on the majority. So if you went through your database and you found around 40% of the people are, you know, uh, athletes for example another 40 percent of people are expectant mothers and then the rest are sort of a bit of a mixed bag you wanna you know now that you've got two very specific personas they're actually called personas so a persona is a subset of an avatar so your average avatar your overall avatar is the overarching type of person who needs your product okay so if you're a clinic owner, then the type of person who's going to want to come in is someone who's in some sort of a pain or they need some sort of a rehab. Mm -hmm. That's your generalized avatar. The, the persona is a subset. Okay. So the, you know, the sports person or the new mother or, you know, the expectant mom or the busy executive who's got a sedentary lifestyle, you know, so they're going to fit into a number of categories or a number of buckets. And again, you're looking for the majority. You want to focus on majority and it may end up that you have like three or four uh personas um or you might just have like 
one general avatar because you, it's such a mixed bag you really don't know where to start thank you Alpha. and then how do i identify what the challenges are that they might be facing because presumably some of the challenges i'm looking for might be the reasons why they come to the clinic but some of them might be just helping me understand the characteristics of a person in general in terms of the challenging with childcare or all sorts of things that actually my business can't fix, but it helps me understand the person more and how my service can adapt around them. So that's actually a really great question. So there's two things that I always recommend. So number one is actually interviewing, you know, your current sort of existing clients. Okay. Just trying to get a feel for how else um, their situation is, is affecting their life. And that's a very specific question. So you can just simply say, okay, so I know you've got back pain right now, but where else is this affecting you in your life? And it may be that they can't, you know, run around after their kids or, you know, it's just a whole bunch of questions that you're asking, which is very specific about how that that person is being impacted by their symptoms or by their condition. So that's one way of doing it. The other way is to draw inferences from the data. So you will have a feel for the types of people who are coming into your clinic. And it might be like little comments that they're making here and there. It's not that you've actually interviewed them, but they'll say things like, oh, you know, I couldn't even get out of bed this morning. My back was so bad, you know, or my knee was so, so bad that I can't even bend down anymore. And it's really causing me a problem. I can't get up and down the stairs. So these are the types of you know words or the the type of phrases that you're looking for and i would really recommend that you just grab yourself a notebook and start making a note of these or put them onto a laptop or somewhere start collecting a repository of information it may even be part of your onboarding process so when people are actually booking an initial assessment with you you could ask some potential you know really really front-loaded questions such as you know how is uh this injury or how is this you know problem affecting your life it's a really great question to ask because the more detailed that the person gives you the better insight you're going to have and you want to start collecting all of this information and then that's how you can use that information to start tapping into those pain points so for example if you're sending out an email about back pain and you have seen that all of the people that have been coming in through your doors were struggling with back pain one of the key problems that they're talking about is how they feel worse in the morning or their back feels really stiff you can address that in your email and that's a really specific solution or a specific problem that you are gearing towards right so you're making the content really relevant to them and when people feel that it's highly relevant to them they'll resonate you know they'll connect with it and they'll think oh this is speaking to me this is relevant to me People will always respond to the stuff that is most important to them, okay? Because all most people are interested in is, sadly, it's just me, myself, and I, okay? That it's, 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 especially it's, when you're in pain, especially yeah. when you're in pain. Because especially when you're in pain. You don't care about anything else. You don't care about anyone else. You just want to be out of that pain. And all you're focused on in that moment is how that pain is affecting you or stopping you from doing things. For example, I bashed my knee back in... Um, it was in January now and I was saying to my son last night I said I've still got a problem with my knee and he went that was months ago and I went yeah and I said it might have been several months but it's simple things like just sitting on my knee is really painful you know if I had to, if I was sat on my knee and then I suddenly have to get up it's still causing me an issue it's still causing me a problem and it affects me so even when I'm sleeping sometimes I will find that if I've bent my knee during sleep you know I'll wake up and my knee feels even worse kind of thing so it's like simple things like that that you are alluding to in all of your messaging so this could be on your social media posts it could be in your emails 
if you're doing videos and Facebook lives and that kind of thing, just make sure that you're mentioning it in the content and you're making it highly relevant. The more relevant it is, the more people are going to respond. That's ultimately what this is about. I understand the avatar from my existing database or from the population around me. And then I understand the more specific personas, just a handful of them. So yep. I can really be very clear on the challenges they're facing. Yes. Make sure my communication is talking to the clients and to their problem and how we can help them. Yeah. Rather than it being all about me and my degree certificates, it's all about them and very specific to their challenges, their problems. Yeah. And how we can provide a solution to them. Yeah, absolutely. So, and, and by the way, this is really important because... I mean, I've been in business for the last 10 years and I've lost count on the number of business owners that I've worked with where when, when they say to me, could you have a look at or can you, you know, have a look at what we've been doing? I look at it and I'm thinking, this is all about you. There's nothing, it's got nothing to do with your customer. Customers don't care about you. And I know that's really hard for some people to hear, but it's the truth, right? Nobody wants to hear you going on about how amazing or how awesome you are. What they're interested in is I've got a problem that needs fixing. I want to know how you can help me fix my problem. I'm not interested in how good you are. I'm interested in how you can help me. That's it. That's all they care about. So one of the, so I'll give you a really good tip, actually. Um, if you're ever at all unsure as to whether you're doing this correctly, go to your homepage on your website and go and count the number of times that you've mentioned the word I or we. And then also go and count the number of times that you've mentioned the word you. And if you've got a disproportionately more, more instances of you saying you're using the words I and we, that means that you're not focused on the customer, you're focused on yourself. So what you need to do is you need to turn those eyes and we's into use. That's what you need to do. That's a and very the client is the hero of the story because at the end of the day, it's their results that yeah yeah exactly exactly and that's really what this is all about okay you know ultimately you know you are in a profession which is very hands-on and people need to trust you okay they will only trust you if they feel you really understand their pain that's it you can be the best physio the best clinic clinician in the world but if somebody comes to your website and it comes across as being cold and clinical all about you it's going to put people off so while you might have you know a great set of clients new people who have never heard of you who are looking to get that help they need they're going to go to your competitor they're like you know what this this person sounds like you know they're just you know blowing their own trumpet i'm going to go somewhere else where i actually feel that i'm being understood there's this saying right um you know people will forget what you said they'll forget what you did but they'll never forget how you made them feel right and so really buying decisions happen predominantly on a feeling okay the feeling of being in pain is what is going to trigger a buying response do you see what i mean so that is what you've got to really tap into um, and it's using the right language. Use the language that your audience would use. I can't get out of bed in the morning. It's I'm in, really I'm interesting in. because as clinicians, as physiotherapists or musculoskeletal therapists particularly, we are so kinesthetic and it is a lot about feeling. And we're very aware yeah. that we pick up a lot of information. Yes. Feeling as well as words. But I think we sometimes struggle to articulate that. Correct. In, in our marketing material, in our... And so maybe actually sometimes we're better off using client case studies, yes. stories, 
um, making yeah. videos using the languages that we're much more familiar with yeah. rather yeah. than trying to communicate in a style that's really alien to us. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and actually, that's a really fantastic point, because if you really struggle with the words, not everyone is great at writing stuff. If you really struggle with it, let your client testimonials do the talking. Use that as a headline on, on your website, for example, you know, because what you're doing then is you're focusing on the client result rather than focusing on yourself. Okay. Do the case studies, you know, go interview your, your clients, the ones who've had the really best results with you. Go and interview them you know have it transcribed put it into a really nice document allow people to be able to download it from your website allow people to see how you approach the care and how you actually approach the entire problem and what people are looking for is that this is somebody who really gets my pain understands what i need is able to produce a plan of action to help me and is able to tailor a treatment plan for my specific needs and get me up on my feet without drugs as quickly as possible that's what people are looking for okay and how you put that across is really going to make a massive difference wonderful thank you and then we can make sure that we tailor our client experience our client journey yeah to the specific personas to the specific avatar to make sure it's all in line in the same way that perhaps banks or other services have a different experience depending on what kind of um um, client you are with them we should be doing the same in our clinic and if this isn't for 10,000 different people or 100 different people this is just perhaps being aware that the story for yeah. somebody who's in their 80s is going to be a little bit different than somebody who's 20 that's coming with an yeah. acute shoulder injury absolutely absolutely and the specificity is really the name of the game okay so one of the things that i always recommend that you do is once you've identified your avatar try and segment your database so be sure that you're sending the right avatars the right information this is really important so if you have somebody who is if you let's say a large portion of your audience are predominantly over 70 and they're, they're struggling with arthritis and osteoarthritis and things like that their needs and their pain points are going to be very different from an athlete who comes into your clinic mm -hmm. and is actually looking for rehab because they've done and torn a muscle or something they're competing so their needs are going to be very different right so you can't send them the same e emails you just can't okay mm -hmm. now a lot of email systems nowadays they're very sophisticated you can include tags and tags are just simply a way of segmenting very easily um, the people who fit into one category compared to another. Okay, so anyone who is like, let's say, if they're, a, if they're an athlete, you can tag them with that tag, right? So they're tagged as an athlete who's gone through some sort of an injury. Um, and someone who is like older, you will tag them as somebody who is older and is struggling with, you know, like bone health and things like that, okay? And so what you would do is you would send separate messages to them depending on and using the tag to actually segment up those so you might have the same theme for the week but you're yeah. tailoring it so the theme could be knee pain for example but you're tailoring yeah. it to the different correct exactly so for an older person your focus might be on things to improve mobility whereas you know for somebody who is an athlete it could be rehab exercises after after uh, surgery or after you know tearing something or something but the two are going to be very different right so obviously the way a person an athlete is training is very different to what a 70 year old is not training for anything well, I, I don't know if they do but you know you wouldn't expect them to do that right so that's what you've got to focus on you've got to focus on ensuring that the messaging is highly specific but very relevant to those particular audiences. 
Wonderful, thank you very much. And so for the clinicians who we have spent years and years gathering our certificates and our letters after our name, that is important that we should be recognising that um, clients assume our expertise. If we're presenting very professionally, clients will assume a large amount of our expertise. What they need to know is that we are the right place for them. And we yeah. can do that if we understand and show in our communication that we understand them, rather than expecting them to be able to know what all the letters after our name possibly mean. Yeah, and, and you know what, honestly, a person who's looking for help doesn't really care about the letters after their name. They just need to know this person can help me get X result. Okay. And so that is what you need to focus on. Focus on the results or the transformation that you provide for your audience. Don't focus on how awesome you are. You know, I said this at the beginning, I'm going to say it again, people don't understand what those letters mean. And actually it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant to the treatment plan. It really is right? What a person needs to know is that, that when they come into the clinic, that the person who's dealing with them has that human touch and is competent enough to be able to deal with their problem quite quickly, can give them that reassurance. That's what people need. When you're in pain, the one thing you need a lot of is reassurance. You need to know that it's going to be okay. It's going to get better. You're going to be on your feet. Don't worry, things are going to get back to normal because that's what the person wants. And so even in the language that you're using with your clients, that is what you've got to convey. You've got to give them that reassurance and you've got to keep telling them that, listen, you know, you know, we can help you. We can help improve this, right? Even if you know for a fact that someone has got some sort of a lifelong condition that can't be cured, you can at least get them managing their pain effectively. And that's what the person wants to know, right? So, you know, your client might be fully aware that they can't be cured, but what they actually need to know is, can you help alleviate as much of this difficulty from me as possible? You know, can you give me what I need to be able to cope? So coping strategies, coping mechanisms. Can you give me what I need to be as pain-free as possible within reason? You know, so that's what people are looking for. They're looking for that results. They're looking for that transformation. And more importantly, they're looking to see whether or not you can actually help them. Thank you, Arthur. So I think Arthur's just communicated absolutely brilliantly there how we can translate to our clients, to our local communities, how we can help them, how we can help them with their challenges and the process that we can go through in terms of defining our avatar, defining the personas, defining the challenges that they might be facing and then making sure our communication um, is saying that and it's not all about us, it's all about them being a hero of the story and Arthur's given some lovely tools in how we might be able to do that. Um, and I think it's our job, our responsibility that Arthur's communicated to make sure we do that translation for clients rather than expecting clients to be able to translate all our degrees and our letters after our name. They can't do that. It's far easier for us to take a day or two to sit down and do that translation for our clients and then they feel really um, in safe hands and like they understand exactly what the experience is going to be when they come to the clinic. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Wonderful. Thank you very, very much for your time. <laughs> now, Gabriel's been sitting here very, very patiently, been promised a little treat from the shop across the road. And you're just going to say goodbye to everybody, Gabriel, who's been watching. You're just going to wave a bye-bye to everybody. Hi. Good boy. Well done. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Markland Method podcast with Kate Markland and guest Arthur Sarah Iqbal. If you'd like to know more, please check out www.marklandmethod.com. Take care and I'll see you soon. Bye bye for now.